On this episode of This Is Game Boy, we get completely nude. <laughs> That's probably the best intro we've had. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of This Is A Game Boy, uh, the show where, well, as you can guess, we talk about Game Boy games. Um, yeah, we just released a second light um, because I actually got a throat infection, um, so we couldn't record in time, so um, yeah, an extra light out there, but uh, I think... The plan is to do just the two episodes next month and or something, the full episodes. Um, this is going to be a, a pretty short one anyway, so uh, we might have the time to, to actually get to our bigger episode for the next one, the 19th one, which we will uh, announce a little bit later. Um, anyways, um, yeah, so I'm here, as you can probably hear, but uh, Baltic is also here. Say hi to the people. Hello. There you go. That was that was a very nice uh, high. Um, so yeah, like always, we'll talk a little bit about what we have been up to um, besides recording this podcast, of course. So uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> um, I guess to bounce off of the light episode that that I did to cover this episode episode's time slot. Um, Never Ending Nightmares, which was a hand-drawn indie horror game. Um, not bad. Kind of drawn out towards the end, but not a bad game at all. Uh, best part of it was Steroid Baby. Okay. Uh, uh, it was a baby that was jacked up on steroids with veins popping out of it. It was probably the greatest thing I've seen. <laughs> okay. Um, I played through... I forgot what other horror game I played through. But... Uh, Last night I played through Little Misfortune, and that game is exceptionally cute, but very, very dark at the same time. Um, first game that the uh, game studio has ever made, too, and they knocked it out of the park, so <laughs> good job to them. Um, outside of that, I did the Cliffhanger Game Boy tutorial for the Tiny <clears throat> 10, which no one apparently watched because people are still crying about the soft lock at the start of the stages. <laughs> um, Typical. Yeah. And uh, WoW Classic. I've just been dumping so much time into world, into WoW lately. It's just I don't have a life anymore. So, <laughs> uh, And then on top of that, just watching some horror movies. I watched Aliens the other night. And I'm probably going to watch Alien 3 this weekend because, you know... Best video game ad adaptation movie ever. <laughs> well, it can be worse than the movie itself, so that's always a plus. And there are worse alien movies. Mm, <laughs> yeah, true, true. <clears throat> uh, but it's still not it's... a really good one, in my opinion. Yeah, and then outside of that, the Tiny Ten reveal that we had a few weeks ago. But it's really all I've been up to. What about you? Um, well, like I said, I got sick, so I was a few day, days home from work, so I had a little time to catch up on some games that had been lying around, um, which was good. So, uh, first off, I completed Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, um, so that's the the big one, not the, not the, what's the other one called? 
Curse of the Moon. Yeah, Curse of the Moon. So not not the eight bit one, but the new one. Um, well, like I said before, the graphic style is still odd to me, but it didn't bother me because the game is just amazing. Like it's it's really good. Like if you love Symphony of the Night, you definitely have to play it because it's it's really amazing. Um, would I recommend completing completing it? Um, I'm not sure. Like. Uh, one of the trophies is to get every single item in the game, um, which is kind of boring to do, I guess. Um, it took me like six hours, I think, of, of basically grinding and crafting, uh, which isn't too bad, to be fair. Um, I think the entirety took me like 28 hours. So, yeah, you can do it, but like it's it's pretty boring like there's no need for it once you get the uh, equivalent of the chrysogrim you have the best weapon in the game and you can pretty much destroy everything anyways uh i did i did get that after the final boss so i had no idea that it even existed in the first place so i didn't uh, quote unquote cheat my way through the bosses um besides that i have been playing um spoopy games for spooptober um i finished the evil within um I cannot recommend that game, to be fair. There's so many things wrong with it that could have been better, but they, they just wanted to put so many different kind of things in one game um, that it was just a mess in the end. Um, there were maybe four out of the 15 chapters that I actually enjoyed playing, and the rest was just like trying to work my way through it as best as I could, uh, getting a little... yeah tired of it a lot um but yeah maybe check it out if you want to but be warned that it's really not the best game in the world um it's it's actually quite awful um i also played the playstation version uh play, 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 playstation 4 version i don't know if it works better on maybe xbox or something i have no idea if it even exists on a xbox to begin no with idea. um but yeah it, it, it's yeah it's just not not great the story itself is pretty cool but i also had to look up a plot analysis after i played the game because I was so bored with the game that I even lost my interest in the story. Um, but but the idea is pretty cool, at it, least. So It just tries so hard to be Resident Evil, and it's not, in my opinion. Um, well, it, it tries to be all the different horror franchises. That's probably why it's it's not executed fair, well. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's like a Silent Hill level of, of storytelling, for sure. Um, it has Resident Evil action, but they also have the... Well, Resident Evil 5 action, I would say, or 4 maybe even. But they also give you weight less ammo so what's the point even of there are like really really big action sequences in this game and you almost have no bullets so it doesn't work that way either you just give me a lot of bullets or or you just give less enemies like they they did that wrong um but yeah it had something from every horror franchise from video games um and and i think that's why it's just didn't work out in the end because they wanted to do too much i will check out the second one but not this month because <laughs> it tired me out i just don't want to want to play more with evil within uh at the moment um i heard the second one was worse than the first one so um i heard the other the other way oh, around really? actually so yeah i don't know it's it's not a well-loved 
franchise, I guess, if you can call it that with two games. Uh, but yeah, after that, I played a little bit of NES games, just as, like random NES games, spoopy games. I played The Nightmare on Elm Street, which I, which I really like. I think it's a really cool game. I uh, haven't been able to beat it yet. Made it to the final boss, but then I uh, game over, sadly. But it was like on my second try, so I'm sure I'll... Uh, I'll get to that in the end. Um, I played Castlevania uh, yesterday, the first Castlevania. It was a long time since I played that game, um, so it took me a while longer than it should have, um, especially the Dracula fight, which gave me some troubles because I had also played uh, Rondo of Blood, which basically is the same Dracula fight, but a little different, and I got that pattern so stuck in my head that I couldn't adapt to the the original Castlevania, so I had to look it up how to do it again. <laughs> it was it was awful, actually, but yeah. So, beat, beaten that one, played Castlevania 2 Simon's Curse for the very first time in my life. Actually really love that game. Um, I think it's, it's very fun. I did play the redacted ROM hack, which gives... Uh, a better translation because that's the problem with the original game that it's translated so badly that you have no idea where to go but i can say that the hints quote unquote weren't really necessary to beat the game so like even if i had played the the original version i would have been fine it's really not that cryptic as people make it out to be like besides the the kneeling for the the tornado that's probably the only thing that's a little cryptic, but the rest is... Uh, the only annoying part right. about Simon's Curse is the day-to-night transition. Yeah, that's that's also something they changed in the um, <clears throat> the redacted version. Well, day, it was one person who did it. Um, normally, it takes around 10 to 12 seconds for the transition, um, but they... Uh, made the text go faster and then it only takes four seconds which is a godsend really uh because it happens quite a lot in the game mostly right before you enter a town and you want to buy something and then you have to wait for like five minutes for it to come day again but yeah i really like this game i I think it's uh it's a great castlevania that everybody should uh, definitely check out and you can now because it's on the castlevania collection so uh, it it I don't know. I, I enjoy Castlevania. I think I like Castlevania 2 more than the first Castlevania. It just gets a bad rap because a lot of YouTubers and whatnot have pooped on the game pretty hard yeah, because yeah. of various small little issues that really aren't an issue at all. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Like I thought I got lost one time and then I accidentally stumbled upon where I needed to go. Still no idea how I did it, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that art at all like, no it's uh, not it's a, it's actually an easy game as well because there's not that much you fight in it like compared to the other castlevania so yeah definitely check it out so um like i mentioned i played rondo of blood and symphony of the night from the uh castlevania requiem collection i guess it's called um so i completed both of those so getting all the trophies and such so rondo of blood is basically played through the game with Richter and then do the um, alternate paths with Maria. That's basically the entirety of, of Rondo of Blood. So you get 100%. Um, and you have to rescue all four maidens. So um, Symphony of the Night, it's pretty much what you expect uh, for completing it. Getting the entire map, getting some like random trophies here and there. And then the 
The biggest problem with it is getting uh, getting the duplicator, which costs 500,000, 100, I, I have no idea, it's, it's a lot, I think it's 500,000. Um, in the original game, um, excuse me, on PlayStation, that is not a problem, but this is the PSP version and they patched out the, uh, the glitch to get money quickly, so you actually have to grind for Why it. Why would they use the PSP version? I, they uh, the PSP version has some uh, glitches that that are out of it um, that actually ruined the game. So that's why they took that version because it's it's um, basically the patched version. But it also doesn't have what is a man and things like that. So what is a man? So it's 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 yeah, it's kind of sad. But yeah, the game works better at least. But yeah, grinding for the money was was not fun at all. Um, I also played Monster Party yesterday, first time I played that game. It's alright, I can't really say more about it, like, yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed it, I guess, but it was not anything special, or, I mean, whatever. Um, besides that, I also played one Game Boy game this month, which was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Uh, yeah. To my surprise, that game was a lot better than I thought it would be not saying it's a good game but it's better than i thought it would be so um if you want this poopy uh game boy game to play this month but but this episode is coming out in november so uh (laughs) so that doesn't work anymore uh but yeah check out attack of the killer tomatoes it's like a half an hour game or something polished gem for the game yeah yeah definitely (laughs) it's weird it's fun uh yeah Check it out. Um, and uh, because I was sick, I also dove back into Grandia or Grandia or however it's pronounced, uh, the HD version on Switch. And I finished it. Um, it's a very, very low, um, not low quality. That's not the word I'm looking for. Um, it's like a very beginner friendly RPG. Um I had like zero issues with the entire game. I even did all the optional side dungeons and they gave me no problem at all. Actually, up until the point that it kind of was boring, quote unquote. Like, because they're, yeah, I never felt <laughs> like I had to go grind or anything because I couldn't do something. It's also very easy to know where to go because they basically show you, like, go here. So. Um, some of the dungeons are, are a little bit crazy, but nothing where you can get lost for like hours. So, um, yeah, fun, fun game. I would recommend it to people for playing it as their first RPG ever or something. So you get familiar with, uh, with many mechanics of it. Um, and the last game that I just started, um, cause I had no idea this was out. Um, it's Ghostbusters Remastered. Um. Yeah, it's well, it's Ghostbusters three basically. So I love that game, but playing it on professional mode was not the the best <laughs> choice that I made because you die in two hits, and uh, yeah, it's not fun actually. I didn't, but, know they, <clears throat> I didn't know they remastered that game. Yeah, they like dropped it in September, I think, that they were gonna do it, and I was waiting for it, and then I saw, um, I saw. What did I see? Oh yeah, I saw an episode of Super Beer Bros, and they <laughs> they had to pamper one of the guys uh, because of a Patreon thing. 
uh, and like they, they gave him a copy of it of the game in the end. I was like, whoa, wait, this is out already? So I went to the store and I picked it up myself immediately. Huh. Oh. I, I I liked that game a lot. It was really fun. It, it was a lot more fun amazing. than I thought it'd be. Mm-hmm. Amazing game. Everybody should play that one. It's the remastered of PS3 slash Xbox game, by the way. Yeah. Uh, not not the NES version. Not, not the OG. Yeah, yeah. So, could yeah. you imagine remastering the OG Ghostbusters? <laughs> that game? <would> suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just a floating 3D symbol instead mm. of a 2D polygon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fantastic. The only thing I miss about the remastered version um, uh, on PS3 when you place your disc in and you go on your game logo, um, it has like that's that big movie in the background for the game which doesn't happen anymore on ps4 as far as i know um but for ghostbusters um what they did was they put the the theme song playing on it so you could just leave your ps on and and had the song playing the entire time which was cool and this one doesn't have that which is kind of sad so huh well i mean next month we have to look forward to we have Death Stranding next month. Yeah, that which, will be a great movie. It will be something, that's for sure. <laughs> and then we have Pokemon. Yeah. And, and we... Doom, and Doom get delayed, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the end of next week, uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, actually. Very oh, yeah. excited See, for that as well. See, I, I could never get into into Luigi Mansion games. I tried. I played the one for, what was it, the DS or whatever it was, or Wii or whatever. DS, yeah. yeah. I haven't played that one because, well, it's DS. I don't want to play Luigi's Mansion on DS. I'm still hoping they will port it to Switch eventually, but otherwise I'm not playing it. Put everything on the Switch. Everything, yes. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that's all I've been playing. So a lot of games, but a lot of short games as well, of course. So uh, yeah, was a was a good month so far. Yeah, no kidding. Blew my game list out of the water. Freaking World of Warcraft eating up all my time. <laughs> so what what uh, game are we about to dive into, Mo? Yeah, we're gonna be talking about Pingu Sekai de Ichiban Genki na Penguin, which literally means. The best ping- penguin in the world, and they're right. Yeah, they're not wrong. Yeah. Not wrong at all. So yeah, when we come back, uh, we'll uh, dive deep into the penguin lore, so stay tuned. say about this because i think pingu is a lot more popular over there than it was over here yeah for sure like i think well everybody knows pingu of course but like yeah it it, it was of course uh 
a, a European thing. Um, it was made here, so of course we saw it a lot on TV. Um, but yeah, for people who don't know Pingu, uh, Pingu is a Swiss-British stop-motion clay animated children comedy television series uh, created by Otmar Gutmann. And um, they had a series running from 1990 to 2000 uh, for Swiss television, but like it, of course, got sold to many, many countries, uh, which was easy to do because um, there's basically no language, like real language in this series. So they, they have like a made up language that they speak. Um, so it's easy to, of course, uh, produce it for, for other countries as well. Um, in two, from 2003 to 2006, they uh, made a few new episodes. Not that many. It's like maybe 16 or something. Um, but uh, it was for British television then, specifically. But yeah, again, it got, uh, got ported to other countries as well. And that was made by the Pygos Group. Uh, formerly Trick Film Studio or Pingu Film Studio. So they have an actual studio just for Pingu, which is kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, it's it's basically about uh, a family of uh, penguins. Um, like the, the description says anthropomorphic. Um, so I guess they, they just mean they do stuff that people would do. They're, they're just a family of penguins. So of course at the South Pole, because we all know that uh, there's no... No penguins on the North Pole. Um, and the main character is the family's son and title character, Pingu. Well, that's that's basically what Pingu is. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing this as a kid. I don't like I had to be surfing channels because like Pingu wasn't on like prime television in America, at least mm-hmm. to my knowledge. Um because America doesn't care about family friendly television like pingu it wants guns and fireworks and gore <laughs> um at least the 90s did <laughs> um but i i i want to say i was just like browsing through channels one day and, and i came across a claymation of a penguin and i sat there and watched it and they it, it it ran like i think two or three episodes that i watched and i had I still to this day had no idea what what the heck it was like i i even remember it i was like i wonder what that show was called even when <laughs> even when we were diving into the even diving into like the game book community when mo and i first met like i was like i remember like a claymation penguin cartoon but like i just didn't didn't think too much of it and dive into it but uh yeah it definitely was over in america just not as premiered as it was over in europe so yeah, yeah, and not only in Europe, of course, because uh, this game is is Japanese only, which is which is also kind of weird, uh, especially because well, Bingo was was European and and so right. popular in Europe, um, so it's weird that they only released it in uh, in Japan for sure. But uh, yeah, they they also love Bingo there, <laughs> which is yeah normal because Japan really loves. Uh, those kind of kids shows like uh, the Hello Kitty things and, and stuff like that. Like Hello Kitty is, I think I said this before, Hello Kitty is basically based on a Dutch um, cat called Musti. Uh, if you look it up, you will see they're literally the same character. So uh, so yeah, they, they really love those those really kid cartoons, I guess. So Nubo. 
Yeah, no. no yeah, that was their, their own thing then. Yeah. yeah. Game came out in 93, so... Early, early mid-release of the Game Boy, I guess. Um, developed by Tom Create. I have I don't know who Tom Create is at all. Um, published by B oh, B A I. Yeah, B A I. I guess it's called that. Um, at least Tom Create. Um, Nobody will have heard of this, but they, they made a lot of Japanese-only games uh, for Game Boy and Super Nintendo, actually. Um, like, for, for Game Boy, they made... I don't even know what this one is. Kingyo Chuyu? I've... Like, I have no I, idea yeah. which, which that one is. Um, they also did uh, Magical Tururururu 2. Uh, so, so that's a thing. They made Super Bickery Man. I have... I think I've played that, but I'm not sure. Um... I see they did. They actually did uh, one game that is not Japanese only, but based on uh, Japanese property, which is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So, uh, at least the Game Boy oh, version. The non-movie edition. Yeah, the normal. Oh, okay. Uh, the bad the one. one. Yeah. Um, they also did. Oh no, they also did the movie one actually. So yeah, they've they've made a lot of games, but I mostly see like Gundam and things like that. So. Um, Back then, they we won't know that company, but I, I'm sure Japan knows <laughs> them very yeah. well. Um, and just yeah. looking at uh, BAI publisher, so they've done that that King Yu Ku whatever yeah, game whatever said first, yeah. and then Jerry Anderson's Thunderbirds in '93, and then Pingu obviously, and then the uh, three Shame no Tama Tama and Friends three whatever game for the game boy yeah. in 94 i had no idea thunderbirds was even on game boy i didn't know that either <laughs> no i'm not this surprises me okay it's japanese well, I mean, only i, I see but it's right here it says jerry anderson's thunderbirds oh, wow okay i've never come across that that's developed weird. developed by kid and according to game facts because we know how accurate they are Difficulty is just right, ranked number four easiest Game Boy Adventure game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they say about 11 hours long, which means about two. So, <laughs> 11 um, hours for a Game Boy game. <laughs> what is this, Boxel? But uh, yeah, it came out in 93, apparently. So, and then, <coughs> yeah, that's something and then I'll they, have to check out. Yeah, and then a few. They, they did Battle Rush, Build Up Robot Tournament for NES, and. Date Kimiko no Virtual Tennis for the Super <laughs> Nintendo, so you can just imagine what that game's about. But it looks like they didn't publish a ton. I, I'm again, I'm assuming like if you went over to Japan to a retro gamer over there, and you ask, you know, do you know who <laughs> BAI is? Like, there's a chance that they they may know, but yeah. And then composed by Masahiro I Iwata. Yeah, of. um, very. Very well-known composer, yeah. from what I can see. Like, I don't know him by name, of course, but uh, when I look at what he has done in his life, it is a lot. Like, really, really, really a lot. So, um, that's, yeah, that's I, pretty I, great. I know him best from Ogre Battle and Final Fantasy, so... Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 65 games he has composed for, so, yeah. Great. Dang, just looking at some of these games, just holy smokes. Like, I didn't know uh, 
didn't know he did a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. I've played a lot of these games. So, yeah, like I said, I just know him for Ogre, Ogre Battle and Final Fantasy. Uh, he did a f- fantastic job in uh, the Final Fantasy Tactics OST. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I never played that one, but I did play Final Fantasy 12 that I see on the list here. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy is just known for great music. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Hailed for his music. Yeah. There's concerts of symphonies across the world that play that music. So yeah, <laughs> you know you did something right. Um, plot of Pingu. So typically I let Mo do this, but uh, this one's <laughs> gonna be a little bit different because mm-hmm. Pingu is an episodic game. Um, Pingu is broken out into what five episodes? Yes. Yeah, five episodes. Um, and each episode has its own different plot, so Mo and I will be intertwining, twining, weaving, (laughs) weaving, we'll say weaving, weaving in and out of plot and gameplay for the episodes, so, um, I guess we'll just dive into gameplay? Yeah, yeah, like, (sighs) to, to... (laughs) To sum up a little bit more about what what the Pingu television series is, it's basically like two to three minute shorts, I think, maybe five. I don't know. It's it's like very short episodes where very sitcom-y, like one silly thing happens and, and then it has to be solved by Pingu and, and in the end everything is all right. Like it's very wholesome at least, but there's also always something very dumb that happens because of Pingu usually and then he has life to life lessons yeah it's it it's a very fun uh cartoon at least so you can definitely look them up on <clears throat> on youtube so yeah so diving into episode one fishing with pingu <clears throat> um plot i guess is <laughs> um at the start of the ep- at the start of the episode Pingu interacts with Penga, which is brother, sister, sister, yeah, little sister. sister. Um, at the start, and then Pingu goes over and eats the entire fish off of the dinner table, and like sits next to the table in complete victory. And um, Mum comes over and says, "Hey, you ate dinner. You need to go catch more now." So uh, basically, you walk out of the house. And head left or right out of the house, and you come across. Uh, so before we dive into that, when you walk outside, like the, you're in like a little town, like you're, mm-hmm. you're it's a it's a two it's a two D side scroller, like it's not like a Zelda where like it's overview and you can walk wherever you want. It's a two D side scroller where you can go left or right, and uh, it's a little town. Like you come across like a little market, you come across other huts, um, you come across. NPCs like it's, it's a pretty interesting it actually has a lot to it for how small the game is yeah um so as you go out you head left or right because I believe it just loops around and you uh you you newt newt at the uh at the seal because there are a couple fishing holes open and then from there uh you you start fishing and the fishing game can be a little tedious at times if you kind of don't understand what's going on. So uh, you have to you have to catch a certain amount of fish. I believe you have to catch a hundred points worth of fish, um, and you have three lures that you that you have basically lives, and um, 
there's three ways to lose your 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 lure. Uh, either a sea lion or a penguin will, will swim across the screen and just straight up take it. Um, the fish will oftentimes, sometimes, most times they're slow, and that's how you catch them. But sometimes you'll get a fish that just mad dashes across the screen, and if you if the fish hits that lure, that lure is gone. So. Um, and if you're reeling in, if you're not matching A enough to reel in the fish, you'll lose the lure. So you actually have a time limit to pull in the fish as well, too. Um, but with that, like the fish scoring is, is, is very too, depending on the type of fish that you pull in. There are lighter colored fish and darker colored fish and, the darker colored fish are actually worth more points than the lighter lighter colored fish, and there are uh, small fish and large fish as well. So a large dark colored fish is twenty points. Light colored fish, large light colored fish is fifteen. Small dark is ten. Small light is five. Um, and then once you pull in a hundred points worth of stuff, uh, the game ends, and you walk on home and greet. With everyone with with fish but uh, i believe you lose a fish in the end actually i don't try to remember the cutscene <laughs> because i believe like once you finish once you finish the game uh pingu has a fish in his head and it like wiggles out and jumps back into the water so <laughs> yeah it's it's something like that or the sea lion sea lion sea lion okay the sea lion eats it or something like that like he actually, <laughs> he actually gets the fish, and then then he loses, and then he goes home all sad, thinking that he will be in trouble. Uh, but then there is fish there already because is that fish or so? It's it's always something like that, at least. Yeah. But that's that's basically episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, episode two, Pinga is lost. I wouldn't. This is a misleading title. Pingu, Pinga, Pingu, Pinga isn't lost. Pinga is just floating on a chunk of ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, for for the second, before I move on with with episode two, like this game is basically a um, um, mini game collection. So there there's all these kinds of different games that you can play. So there's one specifically tied to each. Uh, each episode you do so yeah the the second uh episode um like bingu is is just jamming listening to the radio while he uh basically has to take care of his sister or, or like babysit her um so she gets out of the house um and when oh no they both get out of the house right yeah they both they yeah both they, they go for a walk yeah and bingu is not paying attention to uh to Penga and all Penga, Penga, ah, all these names are difficult. His little <laughs> sister. Um, so suddenly <laughs> you see her floating away on an ice block into the, the ocean. So uh, then you have to go get her. Um, the way this uh, mini game works is that you have to jump on the different uh, floating ice platforms. Um, they're not slippery, but you do have, like, you can do a long jump or a not-so-long jump. And uh, some of the blocks are moving around at a, at a weird, like, base. And you have to, like, 
get on top of those things without falling off, which sounds a lot easier than it is, actually. Um, I always have a lot of trouble <laughs> with these stages. Uh, but yeah, you have to do it like three times, I believe. Um, yep. Every time it's it's like a different setup. Um, and then you have to get to the, the block where, uh, where your little sister is actually sitting on. Um, the good thing about it, you do have lives, but if you run out of lives and you made it to stage two, you can start from stage two, right? Or am I... Yeah, once you yeah. quote unquote game over, you just newt back into the into the into the mini game, and you start off where you left off. Yeah, so you don't have to restart the entire thing because that would make it a lot more difficult, probably, because uh, you only have three lives. Plus, you have a time limit, so you can't uh, just wait around until you are super sure you can make a jump or not. So yeah. um, the hard part about this mini game is. So you remember how I said it's a 2D side-scroller with no 3D elements? Well, now the game has incorporated 3D elements <laughs> yeah, into, a yeah, 2D, yeah. into a 2D side-scroller. So a lot of times when you jump with Pengu onto a platform, it looks like you landed on the platform. But in reality, like if you were like to overhead cam it, you really missed the platform and you fell into the water. It's, you know and then and then you lost a life in, in, in return so it's one of those like it looks like i landed on it but in reality i didn't land on it type deal mm -hmm. so it's 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 kind of a it kind of plays with your mind a little bit and you kind of have to overcompensate a lot of the times for these blocks so yeah that's yeah that's that's pretty much the yeah the entire mini game i guess or the entire stage uh oh yeah that's, yeah, the, the, the best part about it is uh, whenever you complete it, it says good play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but whenever you lose, bad play. <laughs> bad, bad play. <laughs> it's uh, kind of fun, yeah, because it doesn't really mean anything, but <laughs> no. just very in English. It just shames you really yeah. hard. Mm -hmm. but, the animations uh, during those things are amazing, actually. <laughs> like, it. The attention to detail in this game is actually really, really incredible. Um, it's impressive. Yeah, it's it, it's real. Like if you watch the cartoon and then you play this game, it's basically the same thing. They did yeah. a fantastic, fantastic job for probably a game that didn't even sell well at all. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it. Just even like not even for like the game's lore per se, but just like the the animation of the game, the sprites of the game, the everything dealing with the game is it, it reminds you a lot of the Pingu Pingu Climation series. Like Pingu looks like Pingu; it's not just a block of sprites. Penga looks like Penga, you know, it's not just a random block of other color sprites. Like everything looks the way it should, even from the animation itself, which is wholesome and, and amazing. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's actually incredible how they translated this to a Game Boy screen. Um fantastic job. Just it's it's probably some of the most impressive graphics you will see on Game Boy, even though it is still Pingu, so it's not super like detailed and things like that. But 
yeah, it just completely works, and uh, yeah, but not a lot of people amount, notice. Even the amount of like different screens this game has, you know, it's just like some screens has Pingu, Pinga, and the Sea Lion like on a screen, and then other screens this has Pingu with the uh, with the hitchhiker handkerchief, and some screens has Pingu and Pinga, and like there's just a lot of just like different screens happening even too, which. A lot of times, even like the bigger title Game Boy games are just like, we'll use this one screen for the rest of the game, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, for sure. So dive into episode three. Episode three is my least favorite episode because that, this is <laughs> Pingu's ice hockey, and the ice hockey stage in this game is just an absolute brute of a mini game. <laughs> yep. Um, <clears throat> so day three, you, oh, this is, yeah. You, you, uh, oh yeah. We, we break the vase in day three. That's right. So once you, once you get going, uh, Pingu's going to run, run left and kick a ball and this ball is going to bounce around the room and hit a vase and knock the vase off of the table. And, uh, Pingu is going to. Newt and run out of the house immediately basically running away from home because he doesn't want to be in trouble or get yelled at by mom and dad so uh we we go across we we see a merchant and the merchant is selling the exact same vase that we just broke amazing coincidence and uh but we don't have any fish to buy it so fish are now a currency to buy an item in the game so we we make out some deals and we go and find some uh I believe they're called strikers in this show and uh we come across and find the hockey players essentially and <coughs> we go and play hockey against these hockey players. It, it's three stages again and stage 1, stage 2 and stage 3 it's the same game like it's it's air hockey basically mm-hmm. but the uh the AI is slightly harder as you progress through the stages. So, like, stage one, um, basically, you bounce it off the top or the bottom at a certain angle, and it's going to go in. Like, the goalie is just an idiot. Um, stage two, is it gets to be a little slightly harder. Um, the issue with the game is that it can you, you, can, you can have a volley go on for... You could have it go on forever, yep. um, literally forever, because if the AI like just stays in front of the net, that puck doesn't go in at all. And depending on where you and or the AI hits the puck, you can fall over. Uh, so if the puck is like in the back half of you, when you hit it, you kind of fall over and slip, which kind of like stuns you for a second or two. And that's kind of your opening to try and get the puck into the net. But sometimes... The AI will just fall over in front of the net, and you can't get the puck into the net at all. So um, it could be a lot of back and forth. But once you beat stage two, you go into stage three, and uh, this is when you need to understand how the mechanics of air hockey in this game works. Like you have to understand how to knock down your opponent in order to score. Because if you don't knock down your opponent, Chances are you're never, ever going to score, and you're going to game over a ton in this segment. Um, it's by far the hardest minigame 
in 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 the game, in my opinion, it main mini game in a way, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, what happens after you win? Um, you go back to the uh, to the merchant, and well, the vase has already been sold, so you go home again. You're scared of what will happen, and then you see that there suddenly is a vase on on the. Uh, what's it called? Table? Not table. Uh, yeah, on table. the dresser, I guess. Um, and it was your dad who bought the vase. Yay! Everything is well in the world of Bingu again. You know what my favorite thing about dad about about the dad penguin is? Is that he has a pipe in his mouth. Like <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, every he's time always... you encounter him, always oh, has a pipe in his mm, mouth. Indeed, that's that's his thing. Like. <laughs> <laughs> they had to, had to do something to distinguish uh, the penguins from another. Like the mom has a pearl necklace, I believe, uh, yep. and and like uh, eyelashes. Uh, so that's how you can recognize her. But besides that, they're just like just penguins. Like penguins, penguins. I say penguin because I keep seeing pingu here, uh, but I do, and and it is penguin in in Dutch. So, but yeah, penguin. Penguin, there we go. Pen, penguin. penguin. Uh, okay, but yeah, that was uh, that was episode three, um, and I guess we messed up. It's actually only four episodes in this game, not five. Um, so oh, is it? Oh yeah. yeah. It is. So episode four is the final one. Um, so uh, I don't really understand what happens here, but you get into a fight with your mom, and she sends you out or something, and then you you are well, so mad that that's uh you are so mad that you run away actually that well, Pink, something like Pingu's that try, Pingu's trying to get his mom's attention but his mom is playing with Penga oh right and, right. and, Ping, and the mom basically just yells at Pingu to stop being a spoiled brat and Pingu gets mad and runs away yeah that's it that's it so yeah he stays out all night, uh, and then he he comes back home in the end, um, very late. But his mom is so happy that he's back, and then everything is is wonderful again. Uh, but yeah, during his uh, his ch- yeah his ch- you, you type chalice yeah I guess uh, <laughs> during during his uh, rage storm outside he uh, finds some of his friends and they start playing. Uh, a snowball fight, basically. Uh, so that's the that's the final mini game of this game. Um, so like with all the other ones, except for the fishing one, you have three stages uh, with quote unquote increasingly difficult uh, because it this is a super easy game to to be yeah. fair. Um, you can literally stand behind, yeah, like an ice block that. Pretty much blocks everything for you, but you can still hit all of the other, uh, of all of the other opponents very easily with it. Um, <clears throat> there's like two levels, like there, there's some in the front, some in the back, so you have to kind of uh, use a power meter to know how far you will be going, uh, you will be throwing. Uh, but it's it's like really really easy. You can pretty much. Keep hitting them once they they appear in your sight and 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 that's it. So so yeah, that's that's pretty much the entire game that we just described. And you would say like, hmm, this sounds very short. Uh, well, it is uh, very short. 
but uh, yeah. yeah but they did do some like there's more stuff to do if you want to actually um like baltic set you always start in the town so you can walk around there are other houses you can go into and there are uh, four other mini games that you can can actually play as well yeah so the the difficulty in state in episode four is just how many penguins you have to throw snowballs at so like stage one you throw it at two penguins stage two three penguins stage three four penguins but yeah like like mo was saying uh, there's there's other mini games that you can play as well um there's pengris which i don't even know or remember rather what that was. I, I heard you playing Penguin when I when I came on. So. Yeah, uh, I was checking out those mini games because I actually had not played them at all. Um, so I checked out uh, the Pingris one. It's kind of like um, Columns or like uh, what's Puyo Puyo. You 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 are basically on on one of those fields and there's uh, ice blocks on it. And you have to get rid of them by making a chain of four of the same whatever. Um, it's it's penguin hats in this uh, game. Um, and then they disappear and then you move on to the next level. I don't know how many stages there are in there. Probably a lot. So you can keep on going with that. It's pretty simple. Yeah, and then you have fish catch. Yeah, which is basically whack-a-mole. Uh, but uh, oh, it, you don't whack the fish like they jump from one of the fishing holes to another and you have to catch them. I was playing that one. It's pretty fun. I thought it would only have been like a few stages, but I made it to 15 and it was still going. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know how many there are. Um, I couldn't beat that one, actually. I, I actually game over it there. So, yeah. And then 15 puzzle, which is just a slider puzzle, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Again, no idea how many levels there are in there. Uh, I did four of them. Um, it's not a very hard uh, sliding puzzle. It's not like they jumble it up completely that it will take you half an hour to figure it out. They really just move like six of the spaces and you just have to like play it backwards, I guess. So it, it makes sense again. It's super simple. Then hide and seek, which is the one, which is one I could never figure out how to play. I think it's, <clears throat> I, I just never figured it out, and I gave up. Yeah, um, I finished for one level of it um, <laughs> with just luck, I guess. Um, but there's like <clears throat> there's nine houses, nine egos, and three of your friends will uh, hide in those houses, um, and you have to pick three of them. And then it shows you if they were in there or not. But you do have to pick all three of them. Like, it's not like you go towards one and there's somebody in there. No, you have to pick three and then it just shows you if you're right or wrong. So it, it's kind of weird, actually. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's all the minigames right there. But like, I, I, I don't know. If you play the game, I recommend playing the game. But if you, if you play the game, just walk around the town like, and just like adore the actual like detail put into the game like there's just so much detail in the town that you spend so little time in yeah cover art so this is pretty this is a very basic box art <laughs> can be more basic than this it's the pingu logo actually like yeah yeah there's nothing more to it um it's nice that they used the the like his his little 
back hobo back or, or what is it called like I, I call it the hobo hitchhiker the hit, yeah it's something yeah. like like they've used a pattern for some part of the background as well for the cover but yeah besides that it's just if you just look up Pingu, this is the image you will always get because it basically is the logo of uh, of the entire show. Yep. BAI logo very much reminds me of Bondi Namco. Yeah, I logo. keep thinking it's it is Bondi. Maybe it is. I I don't know. Like, like I look at it, it it's so similar to Bondi Namco. Yeah. Did Bondi tr- or did Bondi come from BAI? I'm I'm looking this up. I would I would I'm assume looking. not. Like BAI was '93 and whatnot. I feel like Bondi was still was around before then. Yeah, here we go. BAI is a subsidiary of Bondi. Okay. Oh, there we. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's why it looks so similar mm-hmm. to Bondi's mm-hmm. logo. All right. Crazy. I was like. like they just rip off Bondi's logo. I mean, it's just a <laughs> red circle. Like, it's nothing special. <laughs> That's kind of weird that they have two companies doing the same thing, basically, then. Yeah. Well, it's like Konami and Ultra. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean that's that's the box star. You it's it's basically like what what Mo said. If you type in Pingu on <coughs> a Google search. You'll see a Pingu logo, and it's literally that slapped onto the front of a Game Boy box. Um, there's no other really art around it at all. So, um, dive into some trivia. This was the first Pingu video game. The very first. And they did a great job. And they did a phenomenal job with it. Uh, the next bit of trivia, Mo and I had a good time listening to. <laughs> yeah. um, we found out that there is an 8-bit rendition of Woodpeckers in Space in uh, in Pingu. And if you don't know what Woodpeckers in Space is, it's a 80s song made by video kids. Basically, kind of about Woody the Woodpecker. Um, but, it, my... the, but his space cousin then. Yeah, apparently woodpeckers are cousins to the penguins. Um, <laughs> from the little bit I read about about the song, it was it's an eighties eighties song about Woody the Woodpecker, basically. Um, and there is an eight bit rendition of that song in Pingu for some unknown reason. <laughs> so, and I and I found it and made Mo listen to it, and it was fantastic. And you, <laughs> yeah. all, and you all are going to listen to it, too, so... Yeah, like, at least uh, the 8-bit rendition of it, but I would definitely recommend you uh, go to YouTube and you type in Woodpeckers in Space, and it's a, it's a thing. It's <laughs> it I a was thing. Uh, very surprised when I saw that. It is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's a couple little Easter eggs hidden throughout the game, so there is a password screen for Pengu. Um, if you enter Pingu Snowman Dad Mum, uh, there is a loop of Pingu just dancing. Um, if you enter Pingu Robbie, which I believe is the sea lion, uh, mm-hmm. Penga yeah. and Snowman, uh, Pingu and Penga appear. And if you enter Pingu Dad Mom Penga as a password, it brings up a sound test. 
Yeah, so you can listen to Woodpeckers in Space 8-bit version the entire day if you want it's to. It's BG-15. BGM-15. <laughs> I, I already know it. Yeah, but, well, I don't know if it shows up like that in the actual game. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. I'll, I'll look it that's up, true. actually. I'll just boot up the game while while we're here. So General reception of the game. I couldn't find much about reception of Pengu. Probably because it was a Japanese-only release game. And honestly, it's kind of hard to find um, like reviews and general media around Japanese-only games. Especially ones that are so small, like mm-hmm. Pingu or like yeah. Nubo or something like that. But I bet if we were in Japan... I bet we could find a lot of stuff like this, but in terms of just like global information, there's just it's hard to find and almost impossible to find. So yeah. All right, let me check it out. I can't. There are BGMs actually that you can select. So let's see if it is this one. Um, so yeah, you'll be hearing that in the microphone. Whatever. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to listen to it on the actual Game Boy, it's BGM21. Oh, there you go. But yeah, speaking of the music, this game has amazing music. Like, really, really amazing. Well, that's because Masahiro Iwata did it. Yeah, for sure. So, like, <laughs> it's a great soundtrack. Just... just download it or use the password to get to the sound test you can listen listen right through the super nintendo then all right so yeah we're going to take a a short little break here we come back Uh, we'll talk about our history with pingu pingu video game and anything pingu lore related stay tuned back everybody uh yeah hope you enjoyed that break song of uh woodpeckers in space 8-bit 8-bit variety um so mo history of of the game and pingu in general i know you have some history of pingu because being in europe and all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it was on tv basically every day during like the half hour kids like tv thing um like we had a a, a show called tic tac um, with like the clock uh, running, I guess, um, which which uh, featured like some shorts for like very very young children, and after that always uh, came Bingu. So um, <clears throat> I've known it for basically my entire life. Um, the game itself, I think I found it a few years ago when I was just like going through the list of Game Boy games and I was like, oh, hey, there's a Pingu game. Um, this can be good. 
<laughs> probably like a lot of games that, that are based on, on things like this but yeah to my surprise I really loved it um, it just puts a smile on your face it's kind of like Nuba was uh, where, where you're just playing it and it just makes you happy um, this is a lot shorter than uh, than Nubo though um, yeah. like, like you know, it's only a 10 minute game at best um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's pretty much it, really. Um, I put it in Tiny Ten Seven, maybe, um, as as one of those uh, mini game games that we always put in um, as a little break, and and like the love for this game got spread through that because uh, now a lot of people know it, which is great. Um, but nobody, still nobody, can find an actual copy of it, so. That's a little sad. I don't think I have one either. So I, I, I don't have a copy. It's hard yeah. to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like I said at the start, this probably did not sell well at all. Um, which is a shame because you can see that they put all their heart into just making this one. Um my thoughts in history. So like like I said, like I I just randomly came across Pingu years ago. Had no idea what it was. I saw it on the TV, watched it for a couple minutes, and then tuned out of it. Um, I was kind of at the age where, like, it just—it wasn't my thing. Like, I, I was, I was, I was outgrown from that stage. Um, it, it's, it's definitely more of a younger child's type thing than it is a, you know, teenager esque type thing. So I was. I was over the age for it to be really appealing, but I do remember seeing it on TV. Um, had no idea there was a Pingu video game until that Tiny Ten, actually. Um, when when Mo put that list together and there was a Pingu game, I had no idea what Pingu really was, so I, I played it. And then after I played it, I was like, wow, this is a really good game. And then I went on YouTube and looked at Pingu. And I was like, oh, this is that that claymation I saw like 20-some years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And that's then things started coming together. The one thing that game made me wish, though, is that there was an English translation ROM for it. Mm-hmm. I, would have, I would love to know what the title cards say uh, at the start of the episodes for the game. Because yeah, they're all yeah, written yeah. in Japanese, so yeah, um, it's it's weird. It's a show that actually doesn't use language, so did it need the stage cards? Did, like the explanations, I don't know. Um, like it, it feels like you can make it up yourself, but yeah, it would be nice to see what they uh, what they actually are trying to tell there. Yeah. Um, as for that speedrunning segment. Um, there's a leaderboard for it. It's actually a pretty lengthy leaderboard. I don't have the link open anymore, but uh, I don't know, it was something like 15, 20 people ran this game. Mm-hmm. Um, the world the world record is a four-year-old world record right now by Worcester uh, with a time of 10 minutes and 28 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, second place is also a four-year-old time as well, too. So I'm <laughs> yeah. assuming that uh, a few people probably race this for like SRL or whatever. And then put their times up onto a leaderboard, and Worcester was the one to probably grind the game out a bit more than some of the other people. But uh, <clears throat> it's a cool little speedrun. The hockey save may- makes it look real easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and it's just an any percent category so it's just blowing through the the four episodes as fast as you can uh i don't even know if a hundred percent category is even possible at all so but yeah no idea like i i don't know how lengthy the other mini games are because like the first one already kept going to level 15 <laughs> so uh i don't right. know yeah i i have no idea yeah. at all how all of that would work um uh, do you want to take another break and come back to closure or do you just want to dive right into it all ah we can do it like this was short anyways i guess yeah that's what i'm thinking okay um so yeah with that that's our history speedrun segment and everything else relating to pingu um diving into some community events related to game boy or just you know retro gaming in general mm-hmm. uh chelney is putting on an event called bring them over uh, this is the third iteration of it so bring them over three uh on november 9th through the 11th um it's a marathon to bring over some foreign speedrunners to games done quick uh typically what happens is uh at least for agdq 2020 there is a mega man relay happening right now so they're trying to bring over a couple of the uh japanese mega man runners i believe they are and uh they've been accepted into the marathon and everything else and just trying to raise some excuse me trying to raise some funds to get the airfare and hotel and all that all the fun marathon prep that needs to go into it so uh, usually this happens every gdq uh it's, you know some community or persons will put on a marathon and try and bring over foreign runners that have been accepted into games on quick who uh, are amazing, phenomenal speedrunners and deserve to be in the public eye a bit more than they already are. Outside of that, uh, HDQ 2020, obviously. Uh, mm. I don't even know what Game Boy games got in, if any. Oh, uh, probably none, I would assume. like I, I would assume like a Pokemon or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Is, is the list actually out yet? Yeah, the schedule's even out. Oh, wait, okay, let me... Squidlet got in. I was pretty pumped about Squidly getting in, not gonna lie. <laughs> Game's done quick, schedule already? That's weird. Yeah, okay, it is up. Let me check if there are any Game Boy games. We have Metroid Zero Mission for GBA. That's something, I guess. Um, great game, so not bad. Mario Luigi Superstar Saga for Game Boy Advance. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? I see... Way too much PC. Um, I see Battletoads Super Game Boy on Super Game Boy 2. So yeah, that, we have Battletoads. Boring. We have Battletoads in for Game Boy, which is cool because it's something else. Like, not... not is, it, is it the Game Boy Battletoads or is it Battletoads Battle of Ragnarok? Or no, it's, it I think it's just Battletoads. So the, the okay. original one. So the for, actual Game Boy Battletoads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the, the, I like that board. one a lot. So um, That one's better the, of the three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, checking through more stuff. I don't really see anything. I see way too much PC. There's what a lot is of going on with PC? Destiny, there's like an 8-person Destiny 2 run. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Destiny. sure. Uh, People play not, Destiny. Yeah, that's that's nothing for me. So much PC! I've, like... We we learned from ESA. Um, I don't know what this is, 
Uh, Pac-Man arrangement on Game Boy Player. What? What? Pac-Man arrangement on Game Boy? I don't know what this is. I have no idea. I mean, what there's this is. like two Pac-Man games on the Game Boy. Back at Back in Time and Pac-Man. Yeah. But I don't know Pac-Man arrangements. What? I don't know what this is. So I don't. We'll, I don't even we'll, think they know what that is. We'll see sure. when, whenever uh, that comes <laughs> on. I guess. Um, well, I mean, there is a chance for new games to come in because if you see on the schedule November eleventh, I think it's a deadline for new games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a chance you may see like a Link's Awakening Switch remake in yeah. there with that with that time getting goddamn just destroyed right now. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like. Back, we have Pac-Man Arrangement and Battletoads, I guess, for Game Boy. I don't... Pac-Man Arrangement. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I don't even know what that means, but no. I'm excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a Game Boy game that has never been featured there before. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just glad. like KDL. KDL's never been in a GDQ <laughs> either. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, listener questions. Let me hop into Discord here quick. Okay. We have a lot of GIFs of Pingu slapping its butt or bubbling its milkshake or sticking its tongue out. We have a lot of GIFs here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah. Hero asks, why is Pingu the best game on Game Boy? <laughs> so... It is it is a really good game. It's sad that it's actually so short of a game. Uh, yeah, but it, Ariel, it's pretty cool. And Ariel asks, when can we get a translated version? Well, when someone who is very good at translating games and making ROMs of them can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is neither one of us. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe it can happen like you do, You never know. Um yeah, it's, maybe. It, it's just not e- that well known for translators to pick up, I guess. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure we could probably find like a Japanese translator and be like, hey, what does this say? And then have someone that's good at ROM hacking or whatever else be like, okay, I'll make this or like mm-hmm. edit, the, mm-hmm. edit, the, edit the ROM for it or whatever. Yeah. Um, also, from Hero, uh, is there even another Pengu game or is this one to rule them all? That's a fantastic question, because dude, what if there's one on the PS4? <laughs> I doubt that. Dude, what? If, okay, there's one on the 3DS. There's one on the DS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's one on the PC called Pingu and Friends. There's one on the PC called Pingu: A Barrel of Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's apparently a TAS of Pingu Game Boy. Um. Yeah, so there's a few Pingu games out there, at least. Let me see here, category games. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, here we go. We got Fun Fun Pingu for the play for the PlayStation. Oh. oh, could you imagine playing Pingu on the PlayStation? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can always burn a copy of that, I guess. Pingu's Wonderful Carnival on the Nintendo DS by the way, these are, these are all in Japanese right now. Yeah. Um, my friend Pingu, which it doesn't give me what console it's on. I, I would assume PC. Yeah, it doesn't. 
yeah, you put on your desktop, it's PC. So, mm-hmm. uh, Pengu, A Barrel of Fun, which is a PC game, and that opening, that, that cover art is terrifying. Um, oh, I closed the tab! <laughs> oh, no. Uh, there we go. There we go. We're good. And then, obviously, the Pengu Game Boy game. Uh, Pengu and Friends for PC. Uh, that was a little less terrifying to look at. And Something Fishy. Which, uh, fishy, which is on the Pingu's English website. Dang. Dang. So that's a web-based game. Uh, and according to the Google search that I did, there's a 3DS game as well called Pingu. Pingu in the City to the Rescue. Oh, God. That's oh, amazing. man. Compatible with Nintendo 2DS, even. I kind of want to find copies of these. Mm. Well, dude, that PlayStation one looks amazing. <laughs> I just I just found a cover art for the PlayStation one. It looks amazing. It's called Fun Fun Pingu. Fun Fun Pingu. Oh, oh it looks good. Not to be confused with Pengo, which is on the Sega. <laughs> so, oh, there's a snowboarding section in the Pengu game. Oh my god! All right, well, I know what I'm doing later. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, there are other ga- other yeah. Pengu games. Yeah, that was, that that. was to ex- to be expected because it's so popular in Japan. Uh, let's see here. Then you asked what's everyone's favorite Pingu episode. Yeah. Most here. But nobody replied, so I guess people don't know. Uh, but the correct answer is all of them. All oh. of them. Oh, there's a there's a PS3 Pingu game. <laughs> Isn't that just a, like a made-up one? I Oh, it might be. Yeah, it looks like it. Because I, oh, I see a lot bad. of made-up ones. Yeah. Damn. I'm just happy feet, I guess. Yeah. I was really happy there for a second. I was like, no way there's a PS3 Pingu game. Yeah, I see that Fun Fun Pingu came with his own toys <laughs> or something. I don't know. I want toys. Like, I see, like, the disc and then, like, three... Well, maybe it's just a random, of course. No, no, there's... Why is this? Oh, my God, it comes with its own controller. And it it has uh, Pingu <laughs> and, uh, and Robbie like made into it what there's a okay i gotta look this up now this, by the way my favorite my favorite episode because i did watch them on youtube was pingu's new scooter um, <laughs> okay what a weird controller do not as weird as this winnie the pooh one i just found <laughs> Oh yeah, that is weird. Three hundred dollars? That's a lot of money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Three hundred dollars for a Pingu PlayStation controller? <laughs> but it is cute, though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to dive into that one some more because holy this, this fun fun Pingu game needs research. I want to see how much it is. Fun. Fun. Oh, it does. It does come with toys. Yeah, see that. 
is it like a Skylanders thing before Skylanders was it? Th- yeah. Heard. So I found a complete in box with the toys for fifty bucks on eBay. I I I, I mean I might just you know, partake. <laughs> but otherwise the game itself, jewel case, booklet, and game is about ten bucks. Yeah, so that's not bad. It's not terrible at all. So uh yeah. Again, thank you all for listening. If you ever have feedback for Mo, myself, Flags, please let us know. We're always open to feedback. Appreciate you all listening to our episodes, especially recently. Like our episodes have exploded in listens from what I can see on SoundCloud. Yeah, definitely. Like, like we we suddenly gone gone up from under under three thousand to almost to four thousand actually in like the span of two weeks maybe uh which is weird i have no idea what happened um if people are are like spreading the word and things like that thank you very much uh very much appreciated yeah honestly i i personally like when when we first started the podcast i was like yeah this will be a fun project i don't expect it to like grow you know a crazy amount or really amount to anything but it's amazing to see how much the podcast has actually grown in the little over a year that we've been doing this mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. for sure yeah like a good way to maybe spread a word without you actually having to spread a word um for people who are listening on uh through like apple Podcasts, i guess it's called now um just do a quick review or, or just rate it um because then it, it gets like placed a lot higher in in the uh in the list because we o- we only have two of, of them so far i think but uh we do show up in google already if you just type in this is game boy so um that's pretty impressive because well when you type in game boy in google you get a lot so yeah that's that's pretty cool <laughs> so yeah thank you all very much for listening and enjoy hopefully enjoying our podcast seems like you all enjoyed it but uh if you all ever have feedback, please uh, please let us know. Or if you are enjoying the podcast, please let us know. We always like to hear positive things as well. Um, aside from that, um, I'm Belthick Gaming. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, uh, at Belthick Gaming. And YouTube still doesn't have a URL, but I have started uploading videos to YouTube finally. So... That is the thing. Oh, and on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Belthic Gaming. I do post a little bit of things here and there. Uh, where can I find you, Mo? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and uh, YouTube, all slash Moolah, which is M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. So. Yep, and you can find our wonderful producer, Legs. Uh, Legs on YouTube. Sprinting legs on Twitch and a various amount of names on Discord. So, but if you're the if you're the this is Game Boy Discord, it is just legs. So you're good to go there. Um, and also, you can find all of that information on gbrunners.com/tigb. So easy clicks away. Yep. And you can also, of course, find a link to our Patreon there. Um, if you want to support the show with money, you can also do that. So, um, yeah, we have a Patreon. Um, there's not that much on it, really. But uh, um, once we do get like more funds in there, we, we will start uh, having some some great 
um, bonus things for, for our actual patrons. Um, if you want to support us one time only, um, you can also do that. There's like a link to our paypal.me. Yeah, and then once we hit, what is it, the uh, $20 mark a month, we will be doing live episodes. So we'll be streaming it on Twitch and then porting it over to YouTube. And obviously we'll still have the the audio parts of it for SoundCloud. So Yeah, uh, if you want to the previous episode, like Spider-Man Part 2, we did do that live. So that one is up on our YouTube channel, uh, which also yep. doesn't have like a, a custom... Uh, link yet so it's best just going to there from our uh, from our website so you can just yeah. click to it so if you want to see that one um you can do so we also did nubo life um yeah, but it's on our one. monochrome city youtube maybe we'll port it over <laughs> just to, to have it there as well and then uh, the next time you hear from us this is a big game <clears throat> it's a big game it's not even a game boy game technically we'll be doing it's, but it's our biggest game yet yeah, it's uh, the one that everybody also knows. So, um, yeah, definitely be diving into uh, that one. Um, if you remembered when Pokemon Let's Go came out, which was basically a remake of the Game Boy game, we did an episode on that. So um, now Link's Awakening has uh, resurfaced from <laughs> on the Switch with, with uh, brand new content and graphics. So we'll be... Uh, definitely diving into that one next time and we will have a we will have somebody over again so it won't be just uh, the two of us but uh, Gran and Hero will be back for that episode because he was also here for the uh, Froggy game episode and as we said during that episode um, these two games are very tightly connected because they were made by the same people so would be nice to, to yeah. have him back for Link's Awakening as well. Do you imagine if they remade Froggy Game? That would be amazing. Switch. Oh man, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then we have to redo the Froggy Game episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Link's Awakening Switch remake. I'm pretty excited to talk about this. Uh, yeah, yeah, this pretty probably. I'm pretty excited to talk about this. Yeah, it's probably going to be a pretty long episode. So. <laughs> yeah. You've been warned, legs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Until next time. Bye-bye. Wow, we have a five-star radio on Apple Podcast? Yes. Dang.